Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests bring you leading-edge astrology conversations through a journey of soul growth patterns connecting astrology's energetic cycles. Get ready to understand your path in the cosmic roots of the stars. Sue Rose Minahan, and it's with great joy that I join and greet you today, August 21st, which is just at the very end of Leo, but this is archetypal symbols, and we always talk about the following new moon, and guess what? It's going to be very close. It's on the 27th, just before the... uh, Anyway, it's happening on the 27th. Of Virgo, four degrees and four minutes. And our subject is awakening consciousness and it is amazing of the levels that i am personally experiencing and with this great sabian symbology which the astrologers uh justin crockett elsie and elizabeth mouchette bring into focus and i join with them but they really study this it's just totally geared towards awakening consciousness now the sabian symbols just for those that may be wanting to learn and always heard about it they are archetypal symbols and it was first created in 1925 from the clairvoyant elsie wheeler with astrologer mark edmund jones because there is a mark jones now in england that is very current but it involves an image and it represents a spiritual essence. And it there's one for every one of the 360 degrees of the entire 12 sign zodiac horoscope. So these insightful expressions of energies are interpreted increasingly by many, many people because really, aren't we engaged in this spiritual integration of the material? It really, it's all involved when one reads about all the different spiritual legacies, no matter where it comes from, in some framework. So here we are. We're introducing it too. Now, just a little note. If you have an idea of concerning these concepts that we're talking about, not the chart, because we can do that on consultation basis privately, but concerning our topic, use chat or call in. There's a number down at the screen because we will read it and love to return anything that you have. Okay, well, thank you so much. And now we are ready for Archetypal Symbols. Synthesizing the current archetypal new moon energies through weaving symbol systems, such as Sabian symbols, numerology, Mayan novel energy days, or even Tarot, connecting to the astrological data and concepts for planets and cosmos, this is your Archetypal Symbols panel. I'm Sue Rose Minahan, the founder of Talk Cosmos, an electric evolutionary astrologer, consultant, certified color energy life coach, vice president of the Washington State Astrological Association, member of Kepler Astrology Toastmaster Club, of a Dwarf Planet University diploma and AA with music degree. I love mythology, philosophizing, collaboration. I'm an artist, writer, a perpetual student of life. I'm Elizabeth Liz Machette, a professional astrologer, intuitive, numerologist, and tarot reader. I'm a certified sacred healing counselor, providing nurturing in-depth consultations for individuals and couples. 
am an author, blogger, speaker, and international Reiki master and teacher. I create safe space in which to explore the deeper patterns of your life, to clarify your current circumstances, and help you find your best path forward. And I'm Justin Crockett-Helsey, an archetypal astrologer, teacher, and author. I combine both Western ancient astrology and modern psychological astrology with Eastern Vedic astrology. And I specialize in predictive, electional, and karmic astrology for individuals and couples. I'm a certified aromatherapist, an essential oil specialist, and an herbalist. And I offer remedial modalities of plants for psychological life issues to empower clients with compassionate healing. I also do in-depth astrological research into arcane astrological concepts, focusing on the mystical, occult side of astrology. Eleanor Roosevelt once said, Yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, and And today today is a a gift. gift. And And that's that's why it's called The Present. Always such a good reminder. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Liz. Thank you, Justin. This is a great treat always to meet. And I had not specified, but just as a tiny intro, that this Virgo new moon, a new moon is when the moon and the sun are at the same degree. And you can't see the moon blocks out that sunlight. So it's a restart. And in a large perspective, we could say that we're continuing this process of tensions between past and present. And I might add that new moons often offer that great opportunity. And I'm speaking to our audience, not to my panelists, because they have reminded me of this in past (laughs) times. And so that's why I'm, I'm just setting the stage that if you want to do your vision board, that it doesn't have to be, don't feel pressured. Oh my gosh, I've done it wrong, which is also a very Vigronian concept of perfection. It, it can be in several days. That light of Diana's bow, that's a crescent, it's actually like a light that's allowing for this to occur. Because I will add that part of this process with Virgo is making those, and it's really evident as you will find out, you know, and I'll let our panelists add to this, the those date of those, not those, those daily changes in our life that are actually nurturing deeper values. Hi, folks. Okay. So we are doing Sabian's numbers, and we often begin with, we could do aspects. We could start off with the sun and the moon Sabian's. Maybe we should start off with the aspects. Do you want the chart? Shall I pull up the chart right now? Sure, but I'd like to start with numerology. <laughs> yeah, and then and then the sun and the moon before we hit the aspects. I always think the aspects are the icing on the cake. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. So um, the sun and moon and Mars being at four degrees, it's the number four. And to me, it's about building, producing, growing, um, putting in the effort and work. Um, I talked to a friend yesterday in Thailand and she says, what happened? It seems like everything's moving forward so fast. And I said, yes, everything's been put in motion and the gear shift has shifted to a higher gear and we're moving forward. We're not idling or coasting anymore. 
It's yeah. so true. And four is stability. Four corners of foundation is so true. And then yeah, going well, and it's and it's it's the emperor in the tarot. So it's it is about structure, stability, and that it, you know, it and in the essence, whether it's four, four, or four, three here, but four, four is a master number. So we have the arch archetype of the architect here, and 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 engineering and building here. Oh, what a great imagery to add! The master of architect. Yes, Liz, you had a thought. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, I want to say the uh, shape of the chart. We really haven't got to the chart yet, but it's a locomotion. So that's also gives drive and forward movement. And we had that last month, too. So it's like it's like things are picking up. And it seems like over the last month for myself and I know I talked to Justin and Sue that it, everything in our lives are moving forward mm -hmm. kind of a little faster, a little faster, a little faster. It reminds me of the train picking up speed. It will be, and is accentuated by Mars. I think I keep repeating that, but we can't forget it. We're just at the very beginning, and Mars is actually entering Gemini as of, I think it was, was it yesterday? Yes. Yesterday you said, yeah. So we're in the flow. We're in the go. <laughs> well, and, and we've been in this kind of, um, how do we say, impulsive and quickening of energy because Jupiter has been in, it's now seven degrees into Aries. And Jupiter in Aries is magnifying this really um, fast, which we know that Mars rules Aries. So it's it's really ex expentuating that, uh, expounding or expanding that I've got to go. i got to get things going, a very quickening energy. Yeah. There is, and I keep thinking we have time, which reminds me, I just noticed a little message. For those that are on podcasts, you can call in if you can't chat. And the phone number here is area code that's in the studio, 425, 425. And the phone number itself is 373-5527. And I'll repeat that again. Area code 425-373-5527. So, you have those thoughts you can join us yes we are definitely in the, you will see this structure it seems coming up with all the sabians too but with numerology i find it fascinating i started looking at each one and realizing again and again just like with that tarot that essentially on the big picture of things okay we've had some stability and part of that is with our duality of self but the fact is that we've got to really learn to utilize it and so i guess life is just going to keep pushing us so <laughs> and i wanted to say that mars went ingressed into gemini yesterday and will be there until march 23rd of 2023 so for everybody to use that energy to grow and make the changes that you want to make um you have plenty of time and, you know, maybe you already have a plan and you want to go to the next step. Maybe you don't have a plan yet. It's like just start working on it because you have that energy to assist and help. Karen Wenderlin will be on the 28th next Sunday. And Karen has a great approach of how to implement this chart with how to with yourself. So, yes, exactly that topic will be so Tune in yeah. next Sunday too. Thank you, Liz, for yes. Thank so, do do we want to start with the sun and the moon, and then the angles sure. first? 
Sounds great. Cool. <laughs> and I think Liz has all the saving symbols, right? There yeah, but you guys can help me with them because I couldn't okay. find my my readers today that are my computer glasses, but I'll do the best I can. Um, so four degrees Virgo, we have black and white children play together happily. And so it's overcoming social cultural prejudices. Which has so much to do about conditioning, doesn't it? And 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 dissolving of entering. So that's where we're at. That's where the energy is at, and we're kind of aware of that. Where unless Justin has where is the Sabian? Well, Far and and I, I want to say that kind of that kind of that archetypal symbol kind of relates to Leo, which is about our relationship with others, you know, and 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 that you know that fiery energy of creativity, and I want to be a part of everybody and. You know, sort of that partying atmosphere, mm -hmm. you know, that's a little bit of that archetypal symbol playing together. You know, Leo rules the fifth oh, house yeah. of creativity and children and fun. So, so true. So true. So, yes, yeah, so thinking it's not just all academic. It's like, yes, the, the sport of just experiencing, of discovering. True. Moving forward. <laughs> So um, five Virgo is a man becoming aware of nature spirits and normally unseen spiritual agencies. And this one speaks to opening new levels of consciousness. And that's what we were talking about for our keywords today is um, awakening consciousness and consciousness awakening. I like to do it both ways because it doesn't feel complete unless you say it both ways to me. <laughs> And I, I know this could be maybe just kind of a little bit. I'll just say this really quickly. Yesterday, maybe this is a great time for people to get out in nature and kind of connect because yesterday I was sitting next to this big lavender bush and there was all these bees around it. And I was kind of focusing on it. And I was like, oh, wow. You know, and I really started realizing some things about bees. And, and so I think that, you know, kind of some other aspects, which I'll get into later, but I, I, I think it's a good time to get out in nature and kind of expound and open our consciousness, you know? Yeah. Well, bees are also, I know part of the Lucian mysteries. So it's interesting. It's almost like a, I haven't looked at the totem for it recently, but of course it's busy. We know that, but also this idea of bringing the honey, the nectar into life and the whole fertilization and going under and, rebirthing it's they're potent. very productive they don't have choice yeah. they all are like automatons you know but humans have choice mm. but they're very productive they're very just focused i gotta go to this and i gotta get that you know mm. and very cooperative with each other and doing their job yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and then six virgo we have a merry-go-round which represents life processes and, you know, to me, I've been feeling that energy. And I think a lot of people have a, just like somebody hit the go button. <laughs> and I, I think with at least Mark Edmund Jones, no, no, it's Dane Rujar, but perhaps all of them. And you can uh, confirm this. But it's a matter of on the horse going up and down and pulling the ring. I don't always remember doing that as a kid. But I guess the old merry-go-rounds, you try to pull a ring. So in other words, at, we're, we're working on on achieving something or, or winning something or attaining something or growing. W would you say that too? Oh, yes. On that? Okay. Yeah, I think that's... 
Go ahead, Liz. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, sometimes it feels like we can just be going round and round and round and not getting yeah. things done. But then other times it feels like, oh, I'm getting so much done. So, you know, it can go both ways. Okay. Go ahead, Justin. No, I'm just going to agree with you. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Let's go for it. Go for it. I mean, send it. Okay, uh, the ascendant and the part of fortune are at the same degree in minutes. So that was really interesting. Justin pointed that out um, at pre-chat today. So six degrees Leo, a conservative old-fashioned lady, is confronted, confronted by a hippie girl. And the need to transcend our subservience to fashion in moral as well as in morales as well as in clothes. So, you know, it can seem different the different generations. Well, the past and the present generally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And generational, however you look at it in any, as yeah. an analogy. Yeah. And I think what's, what kind of jumps out to me always with this one is that subservience. That seems to be a key word mm -hmm. there, whether I'm going to uh, worry about what other people think, am I subservient to that or am I going to stand in my own truth? And what we were talking about earlier, sort of this awakening of a consciousness and that Liz and I were talking about pre-chat, you know? Yeah. So this is the ascendant that we're working on, right? Yes. yes. Okay. And this is the ascendant I will tell for po folks for the East coast. You know, this isn't necessarily, um, it's for the nation as a whole, because wherever you live, it might be a little different. Go ahead. Exactly. Exactly. And then uh, seven degrees, Leo, the constellations of stars shine brightly in the night sky. The power of basic spiritual values, common humanity, and all archetypes. So I really like that, Sapien. Yeah. Well, it, it is this new consciousness that we're talking about, too. It's like we're not just here plodding along, digging our ditches. We have spiritual... Lead on. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and then eight Leo as a, a communist activist speaking his revolutionary ideals, emotional and ideological <laughs> attempts to return to a state of non differentiation and chaos as a um, prelude to a new type of order. So it's like wanting new beginnings. And finding your tribe to do it, because if I think of that analogy, for, and you can lead me, you know, I'll, I'm just throwing out my feedback on it because I was reading it. It's like, you know, that it that movement didn't happen across the board. It was a big battle, you know, that ensued as, as far as history goes. But yet it shows that enthusiasm, just like we are saying, yes, this new moon is offering all this opportunity. So get on board waking up to it and use it but you know like everything uh there could be a select few you know how many people are listening well we are grateful for everybody that is but it's not five million people right so it's uh, we're catalysts yeah yeah and you know i was going to say back to the part of fortune being on the same degrees they send it part of fortune in leo is really it's it's showing us really what has to happen in order for us to be happy the part of fortune from a dane rudyard perspective and mm -hmm. and leo this is really about a very creative period creativity and having 
and having that engagement with the collective in a creative way, something that has to manifest in the collective as, as far as a creative to be happy and to be engaged. I like that, particularly because remembering, Liz, you had mentioned the two of you that it's the same degree as our midheaven. So in other words, what we're putting out in the world, which we will talk about in a moment, has that fiery, even though it's a, oh, let me think. Uh, Leo, Aries, no, they're trying, aren't they? Yeah, they're trying mm -hmm. because it'll be an Aries. It's not square. So there's really a good, a good flow going here to be creative and playful, like you're saying, Justin. That's encouraging. You know, if we're going to make improvements with Virgo, it, you know, we can, I don't know about others, but with my own Virgo, I can begin to get task-minded thinking, oh, dear, you know, do. But it can be play. can be, go ahead, express. I wanted to mention that um, we're m mentioning three Sabian symbols, and so you could associate it with the past, present, and future. Linda Hill does it as uh, the quest and um, the now and no, it's the karma and then the quest and then the now, I think. It, or know, it, like the quest is the furthest one. I remember this because that's where you're, que you're questing onward. And the middle one is the Sabian. And the first one is the karma. So it's karma, Sabian, quest. But, or right. I like your past, present, future, just not to get so. Or um, what we've just come from, where we're at and where we're mm -hmm. going to. I mean, so I just wanted to mention that to the audience. Good point. So if they're wondering why we're mentioning three, and sometimes we'll just mention two, so. <laughs> Which would be for folks to know the Sabian and the Quest, if mm -hmm. we do just two, right? In other words, we've rounded it off. It's always to the next number, which I didn't mention. Yeah, and actually I've found that rounding off, we lose a lot of information. I think that's been a misnomer in the collective. I think it got out there initially. People thought that you always needed to round off in astrology, but you don't. Um, we were actually are at four degrees here for something. So we look at the four degrees. Right. And so um, and I like I like Liz's thing, you know, what what we bring into this, where we're at present and what's where we're going, you know. Yeah. But with that in mind, if you have two, Liz, then you are rounding it off. Right. Because the Sabian's always been that. In other words, qualify what the two would be, because later on we'll we'll just have two. Please. Well, the two, how I did it was of where we've come from and where we're at now. I didn't do the future one because some of them are really slow moving or it's the node. Okay. Really very good. Very good. Very good. Okay. <laughs> and and to people's things, if you oh. got it at zero degrees, then you'd want to go back to the 30 degrees of the well, prior yeah. sign. So there you go. <laughs> Thank you, Master. <laughs> okay. So we're going to go to the midheaven now. Because that sounds uh -huh. like a good spot to go in at 24 Always. Aries. Blown inward by the wind, the curtains of an open window take the shape of a cornucopia. Open to the influx of spiritual energies. So that's kind of cool. When I open my windows, I'm letting spiritual energies in my house. Because I love my windows open even in the winter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That happens to be my north node. 24 Aries. I thought, how interesting. Yeah, the whole thing. Okay, and then 25 Aries is the possibility for man to gain experience at two levels of being. A revelation of new potentialities. Yeah, because and we are dual. We're dual people. And I suppose, too, with the idea that later we'll realize that 
with <clears throat> Virgo, of course, is ruled by Mercury. And anyway, it's a duality. Go ahead. Thank you. Okay, and then we have 26 Aries, a man possessed of more gifts than he can hold. Obsession by potentiality. So it's like really talking about the potentials in the midheaven represents, you know, it's on the doorway of the 10th house. So it is about our potentials out in the world. And I wonder, I have a question to ask both of you. Do you think then that is, let's say there is all this excitement about letting in all the spiritual energies, which the whole chart's speaking of too. And this concept and awareness that, yeah, we're here as mortals, we're bringing in spiritual of another dimension of that has the bigger picture in different ways and et cetera, whatever, you know, the two levels. But the problem is with all this abundance of, of potentiality, I suppose that in that process of the do of the, of the duality are the two levels that it's a matter of releasing. Yes. It gets back to that process too, would you say, or just transmuting like, but tr by, releasing i mean in transmutation something goes away because it shows that holding more than one can possess or are you not focusing on that the obsession well, by putting i i find that these three kind of more relate to an awareness of that where it's just mm -hmm. not me it's where there's gr other realities okay. and and being open to other spiritual influx of energies um, seeing reality at, a, at two different levels and then um, sort of seeing all your options and having a greater awareness. I tend to find in a client's chart with that 26 degrees, a person is usually kind of sees all different options and, and it uh, sees all different potentialities. So there's a little bit of a, um, of a needing to focus here. But this seems to all go back to our central thing about awakening consciousness. You know, seeing level at different two different levels reality or you know experience and open to energies and seeing all potentialities that it, that I'm not just Justin, you're not just Liz. We're we're just that's only one part of our greater soul. You know what I mean? That's that's what I see it as. I don't know. Beautifully said. Thank you, Justin. Well, that's I think great. both of you did a great job. I mean, they're both right. I mean, there's no wrong. Oh, right? no, 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 no. I, I asked, yeah. and I don't even see it that way. I see it like a refinement of of energy to kind of retweak things. It's like everything. I agree. You know, I agree. Yeah, so you. it's totally, it's great. I really appreciate it. And we are at that momentous time where it's a good conclusion because we need to part for a brief moment. And we'll be right back with... Archetypal Symbols panel with Elizabeth Mouchette and Justin Crockett. Elsie and myself, Suros Minahan, Talk Cosmos, Archetypal Symbols. We'll see you. Thank you. While we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the Yang period of Leo, ruled by the solar sun. Having departed from a cycle based on the internal process of emotional attachments requiring security and safety, the energy of Leo externally manifests our legacy through children and artistic creations. As a fixed Yang fire sign that desires to ignite actualization, 
Leo the lion takes the risk to generously exhibit love and welcome all to share their stage with joyous pleasure for living life. Most people go through the motions of living but are actually only existing. At some point when the feeling of exhaustion or emptiness is loud enough, questions begin to arise. How do I begin to find my way back to myself? Who am I? How do I heal? These questions are crossroad points in a person's life. Come reset, relax, and rejuvenate to your best self on August 23rd and 24th. Start your journey of healing at this two-day virtual event focused on working with fear. Immerse yourself in meditation, color therapy, astrology, and much more. Presented by Padma Life Coaching with Marie O'Neill. You will receive items to support your energetic journey. Our practitioners are waiting to work with you. To learn more and to register, go to virtualhealingretreat.eventbrite.com. Don't wait. Register now. This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to NewProSupplements.com, we cover the world of animals. This week, August 28th, it's an encore presentation, so tune in to hear our last healing show with Dr. Nels and Linda Rasmussen in the studio. Together, they helped callers and their animal friends with emotional, behavioral, and physical issues, and you can receive a surrogate healing just by listening and follow along. So join us for Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here at Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Talk Cosmos brings you leading-edge astrological conversations with hour-long programs each week on KKNW. The show goes live every Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. Pacific. Talk Cosmos weekly programs are also available to watch live on Facebook and YouTube, along with daily chats throughout the week on the Talk Cosmos YouTube channel. While you're there, make sure you click like and subscribe buttons so you can get the full Talk Cosmos experience. Or, if you'd rather listen to the show archives with audio only, the entire podcast collection since 2018 is available on most podcast carriers. So, grab your coffee, tea, or kombucha, and enjoy the show. Make us part of your daily routine. Alternative Talk, 1150. Well, hello again, and this is Sue. I have a, just to remind folks, that if you want to use the chat, ask your questions. And also the phone number is 425 area code 373-5527. And it's down there at the bottom for those that uh, hopefully can grab that. Also that if you, we have another panel, Kaleidoscope Visions, and that particular panel is in a process of doing a mini transit reading with a chart uh, and the person is present they're not visual but they come in later so if you want to participate with that please email info at talk cosmos or just go online to the talk cosmos website which has everything there and contact me we would love it you have to sign a waiver but and your data is kept confidential so that would be super and last i want to Ask both Liz and Justin if they have any activities. I know, and I'll jump, I know Liz, Justin and I are participating with Marie O'Neill's uh, healing, virtual healing, starting Tuesday. So 
there's still room to sign up. I don't know about the swag bag, but possibly, possibly it's really nice. It's a nice little thing to have. So that is, and I believe you can go to Marie O'Neill or Padma Life. I was going to have that right down. It's uh, Life Coaching, I think. Yes, Life Coaching. Life coaching. Yeah. And she's on Facebook also. It's through mm -hmm. Eventbrite. But if you want that and you can't find it, email me and I will. Or she's also one of the guests generally on Talk Cosmo. So you can find her through the the bio section on Talk Cosmos. So, Justin, do you have anything else? No, you, just, you just said it. So thank you. Okay. Yeah, yeah it'll be quite exciting. It, it is, on, And I'm sure Liz will be involved with another one in future. Liz, do you have something that you wanted to add? Is it? Oh, no, you're doing the, the book club. Go ahead. Oh, yes. I'm doing the Washington State Astrology Association book club. It's on the second Thursday of the month at six o'clock and it's free. So, um, if you find Sue's email, you can ask her or um, you can do uh, Washington State Astrology Association. Google it and it, the information should be on their um, Facebook or their their website yeah. page. Yeah, because it's it, it's open to everybody and we're just beginning. And the book is what is the book? It's by Cat Sparkly Cat or something. It's um, Postcolonial Astrology, Alice Sparkly Cat. And we're doing chapter one on um, September 8th at six o'clock. So join in in the discussion. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, it'll instigate ideas. It's just a great time. That well, very great. good. That really yes, great. yes. We have, we've enlisted you, Justin. <laughs> Hopefully we'll all make that. So, okay. Well, back to the future as it is. Let's bring up our, yes, thank you, Nathan. So here we have the great chart and uh, showing, and this particular date would be, well, let me just review that today is the 21st of August, still at the very end of Leo with the sun. Tomorrow, the sun enters Virgo. And on the 27th, which is next Saturday, there will be this new moon. Now, next Sunday, of course, we have taught cosmos, and that's why we're, addressing this new moon energy which can be ahead of the time always so we've gone through the sabians but we're okay so i think where we're at is a bit of the aspects correct we want to talk yes the mm -hmm. sun and moon are square to mars um, and you have an arrow to Mars in the 11th house and an arrow to the sun and moon in the second house. And then the sun and moon is also square to Saturn in Aquarius. And that's which, in the uh, seventh which, house, I believe. So we have a T-square. Right. And astrologically, that means tension between the will and emotional structures and our actions. And... I think the interesting part here is Vesta, because I think of it as hearth, but the Sabians illustrates a deeper context even than just hearth. Yes, yes. And so there's always adjustments to be made, in my opinion. So um, we'll do the Mars at uh, four degrees Gemini 
Holly and Mistletoe reawakens old memories of Christmas, longing for the pre-intellectual state of consciousness. So, you know, it's like a lot of these are speaking of consciousness and spiritualization. And um, it's just very interesting that there's this repeat pattern going on. Liz, when I read that about Mars, because Mars is so active in our lives for, and it's starting like right now with this new moon at this degree of four also, that to me, when I read that, the code word was nostalgia. Because when I think of, so there are times I admit that part of the, the struggle here is remembering perhaps the ways of uh, earlier consciousness that seemed to work. But really, it's a matter of discarding that or at least allowing the new, because Mars is action. It wants, and in Gemini, it wants ideas. It, it's going to keep pushing for that. Well, I was, I was, I was going to say, you know, Mars is our, our mojo, our drive, our assertiveness. And there's a little bit of, I, I saw in the Holly mistletoe thing, sort of this, it says, I think the word longing there is a key word. It says longing for a pre-intellectual state. So there's sort of this drive or desire for, um, it, and then it, because it is in Gemini, Mars and Gemini for everybody's listening is is uh, if anybody has Mars and Gemini tends to be very sociable. It's about communications mm -hmm. and reaching out to others and ideas. So I think that that plays into that, you know, the desire for um, connection intellectually, you know. Thank you. And so Liz, go ahead. Five Gemini is a revolutionary magazine asking for action explosive tendency of repressed feelings and root emotions. Uh, so to me, I would, I would say like, try to find a way to release pent up emotions in a constructive way, whether that's to write about it or go through rocks in a, a Creek or a little river or, um, you know, however you might do that. Cause everybody. Well, Mars does like an, an action. That's true. But possibly too, I was wondering, and, and Justin will add, going to the next one, which is could be channeling that those those ideas. In other words, you're right. Either physically yeah. do something or creatively direct something. Right, and I totally agree with both of you. And just to kind of the numerology, five degrees, five is can be a little chaotic. And I think that's what we're seeing here, sort of this chaos of feelings and emotions. So the the Mars and Gemini, it's sort of the the dog that sees, ooh, shiny object over here. Ooh, shiny object over here. It's a little <laughs> bit all over the map, right? And I and I yeah. totally agree with you that six tends to maybe focus it. Right. But because Mars likes to know what it can do. I mean, it's not like Capricorn that has a structure, but it once it has an instinctive action. And so giving it some direction there or allowing, creating, opening up avenues. Like a focus, yeah. Yes, thank you. <laughs> so six Gemini is workmen drilling for oil, an eagerness for knowledge, which ensures wealth and power. So that, you know, desire for something, it's like using it, that energy in a constructive way. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, so do, mm -hmm. and then um and then the sun and moon opposition 
no, we don't want to go to that yet. We want to go to um, Saturn. Or do we want to go to Vesta? I mean, Vesta's in the square, or do we want to go to where the ruler, Mercury? Because all these things are synergetic, but in that tension-oriented, Mars is trying to negotiate between with these feelings and this newness and this direction it's going on an intellectual basis, not to get overloaded with frustration, but channel and get directed. You know, so it's incorporating that will of us and it's going to vesta and vesta well, seems like mm -hmm, go ahead well i was going to say there's a grand trine there there's that that mars you were talking to mercury mars is is and mercury are trying and okay, there's let's a, go and there the, and then mercury is trying to pluto so there's sort of where we're talking about this intellectual conceptual energy that's happening that's that's it's all air right there and so you brought up mercury being very prominent in the chart here um i think that's it's a very positive thing there's in when we're talking about transformation as you're saying and awakening to consciousness there's about something about changing the way we're thinking here with pluto mercury and mars yeah, and pluto even though it is still in earth it wants transformation. So yeah. what a gift to have that flow that it's saying, okay, Mars, if you've got new ideas to come to me, yeah, we can change this ground. We can make it a field for food instead of just roses. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're going to do Mercury at one degree Libra. In a collection of perfect specimens of many biological forms, a butterfly displays the beauty of its wings, its body impaled by a fine dart, the immortal archetypal reality that a perfect and delicate um, life reveals. Immortality. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then two Libra is the transmutation of the fruits of past experiences into speed realizations of the forever creative spirit, repolarization of inner energies leading to a creative centralization of consciousness. Repolarization is a key word that pulls out for me. Justin, do you have a way of... Yeah, I think that that exactly explains what you were talking about before about re kind of focusing this this energy, that workman drilling oil. This is about that transmutation or repol repolarizing is like bringing things being the balance and focusing. So I think mm. that just, that just, just accentuates that or really complements that. Yeah, I love that word. It's just a sense of bringing that inner energy and what he said, um, consciousness, it's good. So Liz, are we going to a quest on this process with, with yes. us? Three guide? Libra, the dawn of a new day reveals everything changed. Every present possibility of beginning again on a new foundation of values. Yeah. And I wanted to say that uh, Mercury rules the sign Virgo and Gemini, and we have the Virgo new moon and Mars is in Gemini. So to me, that's even giving more emphasis of how strong Mercury is in this chart. I and because totally agree. I totally yeah. agree with you there. That's the first thing I looked at was the Mercury-Mars thing. Definitely agree. I, absolutely. It's, it's probably the hinge point or the key, you know, for the whole 
the whole operation. So however this relates to anybody's charts is really essentially vital. And also with the idea that I was thinking with later in October, Venus is going to begin its new 100-year cycle, almost 100%, in Libra. And that's Venus star points. And that's when Venus and the sun meet at the same degree. But it's a whole energy process that is like a back, another backbone of our consciousness that we're uh, motivated from. But it's where the love of, of Venus, of what we love and attracted with our unity of that uh, consciousness will, you know, eagle that the sun represents. So what I'm getting at is, is that stepping stones, to me, there's always a leading pattern prior to something to kind of prep, you know, it's like psychologically, you, you, you psych yourself up for something. Well, in a sense, this Gemini, not Gemini, but Mercury being in Libra, and also because it will have a retrograde later this in Libra, that what how strong is this bringing in immortality, repolarization with our inner self, and that possibly we're restarting everything on a new foundation of values, which is so represented by. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I Venus. think that's highlighted with it being also trying Pluto. True. Yes. In Pluto, we have mm -hmm. 24 Capricorn, a woman entering a convent total commitment to a transcendent goal. So she's on board mm -hmm. <laughs> or that inner self represented by a woman, you know, however it is. And then 25 Capricorn, a store filled with precious Oriental rugs, use of cultural and artistic processes as a means to enhance personal comfort and appearance. Hmm. You know, so it's all talking about change and transformation and, you know, and using the creative part. Because to me, this, Justin had mentioned earlier how creative, the creative energy mm. and juices this chart has with it. True. So there is this grand trine where the energy just seems to rotate. So one kind of kicks off the next and it's this whole synergetic energy. But back at the ranch... There's also a, a big square. So there's some tensions that are knocking us down that we want to overcome and, and, and resolve, which are constructive, constructive things, not on a negative tone. You know, I was going to say for the audience, too, I was just thinking, uh, Liz and Sue, that uh, maybe for those maybe new to astrology, know that trines represent an easy flow of energy and, and that squares represent a challenge or something that we have to restructure or change. Um, I don't know if that's the way you would Excellent. describe them for uh, our, perfect. Our, our I love audience. it. Yeah. I love it. And, and again and again, people recognize that without a square, people don't necessarily progress. So to look at them as a friendly attribute to, as you say, a challenge, that's all. It could be to restructure something, change, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yes, indeed. So here we have the new moon in four with the emperor, master number 44. I, I 
pivot back to that, I think, isn't this super playing around, figuring out <laughs> how to make these changes from what one knows culturally that there's to, to, for this new foundation. We so have, did you want to talk about the fixed grand cross? In, um, we better. The, yes. Okay. <laughs> so all the players are Venus and Leo, Hygieia and Scorpio, Saturn and Aquarius, and the North Node in Taurus. And Uranus is also in Taurus because um, uh, the North Node and Uranus are still close to each other. So with Venus at 19 degrees Leo, a chemist conducts an experiment for his students. Inquiring into the hidden process of nature, the human mind experiences the thrill of discovery. Well, that's a good thing because it's fixed. So they must mm -hmm. be pretty excited. Yeah. And then 20 Leo is a houseboat party, enjoyment of temporary free freedom from rigidity, structured social behavior. And that's for Venus. We're talking about Venus of our values, of our mm -hmm. survival that rules both Taurus and Libra. Okay, well, let's, we don't have too long here, folks. We have about eight minutes or less than that. Go ahead. I'll just listen up while you. Okay, we can go to Hygieia at 15 degrees Scorpio. Children playing around five mounds of sand. Each, oh, early steps in the development of the mind seeking to be attuned to the higher levels of human evolution. Um, 16 Scorpio is a girl faces breaking into a smile, reaching out on the parts of heart to new experiences. So Hygieia, let's give a kind of a snapshot. It's our health, right? It's a, how we're improving the, the better, the health. It can be the bad, it could be the good, but it's concerning health. You know, she's the daughter of Eclipseus, I think, in, in that. Or so, the health of whatever sign she's in. So when we look at yeah. the the polarities of whatever sign it's in, it can represent the, the downsides or the upsides, you know. And so Hygieia right now, and Hygieia, as you can see on the little map over there on the left for those people, but it's down near the south node, very close. So it's a matter of releasing, releasing that shadow work in this tension-oriented thing. So Liz, partly when you read it, which is great, but giving a little idea about, okay, it's hidden energy, and so it's... What's the take on that? What are we releasing? Well, I would say that it's healthy Please? to smile and laugh. <laughs> that that's helpful for your health. I mean, because it could be mental health, but it could just be anything. It's like to, you know, sometimes laughing at ourselves can change a lot. It's true. It, it does take a different direction. Well, I, I, I agree with her. I think that's I think you hit the nail right on the head, because if you look at all the saving zones we've read so far, how many of them have archetypes of children in them? And Leo rules children and fun and creativity. And I think you're spot on that that's one of the doorways of opportunity of, of breaking through this square is to look at things from a childlike mind and a creative mind with joy, like you're saying, Liz. Mm hmm. And then um, we'll go to Saturn in Aquarius at 20 degrees. A large white dove is bringing me a message. The answer of spiritual agencies, um, sustained and victorious individual efforts. So it's like pay attention to the messages that you might be receiving or seeing and like don't 
you know, have your blinders on to them. <clears throat> and then 20, 21 Aquarius is a disappointed and disillusioned woman courageously faces the seemingly empty life. The capacity to meet emotional upsetting experiences in human relationships with strength of character and personal integrity. So again, that smiling and having fun and, you know, maybe watching children play would be very helpful in that situation. Good memory for both of you to bring up the fact that if we're looking at any challenge and although yes, one might be in this energy or that, that to look at all of it, and we are talking about on a national basis, at least on this chart, a Leo ascendant. And also that that um, Venus itself is in Leo. So yes, Le both of them speak of that need of the laughter. And other archetypes talk about the laughter too. So the whole, I love what you're both saying. <laughs> it's good. And then uh, the, the last corner is the North Node at 16 to Taurus and Uranus at 18 Taurus. So um, the nodes go backwards. So 16 Taurus is an old teacher fails to interact his pupils in traditional knowledge. The inadequacy of past knowledge in time of crisis. Um, so to me, that this is talking about that the young people maybe, you know, could say, oh, the teacher's old or, you know, stuck in the past or something but you know how do you find their their interest um and then since we go backwards and we go to 15 taurus head covered with a rakish silk hat muffled against the cold a man braves a storm the courage needed to meet the crisis presented by social ambitions so it's you know drive and ambition well we have about one minute two minutes left and perfect timing just to identify with both of you so that we'll get your inputs because the nodal process is where collectively we've been coming from in the south and it's lunar according to the when the sun and the moon meet on their paths and it's an eight it's a, a huge cycle as astrologers know and for the new ones to discover about but the north node represents where we're collectively going so this business about information rocks right back to the sun and the moon that's saying the the old and the new with the hippie and the old woman just analogies you know we have to get out of the total picture to see what's the back the backstory of it and again this is about old and new information which has everything to do about saturn with aquarius i mean it's just drumming into us constantly so i think mars with its voyage in Gemini is actually going to serve us if we can just let go of some of that fixed business to open up to it, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And go for it. Yeah, we have. <laughs> we can talk a little bit with the music. If you have Justin or Liz something. No, I, I was agreeing. Just let go of the past and to take a childlike mind. And oh, that's work right. The childlike it. Maybe getting a sandbox in the house, right? Just or they, <laughs> they make those Zen gardens. My cat already have... has one. <laughs> <laughs> Not fair. I'm sure the cat will say mine. Thank you. But it could be like a Zen garden. You know, you put the sand out and they do all the little stones and then throw it away. Create and destroy. All right. 
Thank you. Until hey, next month. See, yeah, see you tomorrow, Justin, at Marie's. And thank you, Liz. Okay. Thank you for joining us on Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests connect soul growth patterns with the energetic cycles of astrology. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time to continue your journey through the roots of the cosmic pathway. 